Welcome everybody. So this is the first episode of uh, the FikaWorks podcast. Um, we're experimenting with a new format, with a new way of sharing content, and because uh, a lot of us were involved in community, uh, in a lot of type of events, uh, meetups, conferences, uh, we wanted as well to to try this new format uh, of going uh, into, into a podcast and uh, discussing topics which are relevant for everybody who's into freelancing, who's into technology, cloud, uh, but also soft skills and uh, stuff uh, related to, uh, to how uh, freelancing uh, work, works and uh, what, what is important. Um, so for this first episode, we invited a lot of the members which are part of FikaWorks. Uh, and we want to discuss about how we actually operate, what, what we are, how did you come up with with this uh, new way of uh, running a business inspired by community and uh, what what we discovered uh, in in those two two years since we uh, we we started to to operate and to to work together as some sort of uh, of company um we'll have time as well for questions from your side uh, and we're going to have as well uh, an uh, audio podcast, which will uh, be uh, promoted uh, from uh, in, the, in the future on, on our website and, uh, and blog. So without further information, we can uh, introduce you the, the people who are uh, today into, into our call and uh, we, can, we can start from there. So uh, Piotr, can you help me and uh, put everybody in the spotlight one by one? Okay, so this is uh, part of uh, FikaWorks and we have as well two external guests who will uh, uh, help us host this first event and probably it's better to, to uh, allow them to introduce themselves. So Andrea, you, you have the, the mic. Hey, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Andrea, I'm Italian as you can probably guess from the accent and uh, yeah, recently moved to the Netherlands and got to know this nice bunch of folks from FikaWorks by, you know, like lurking around their Slack channel. Uh, very happy to be here tonight, first of all. Um, I am based in the Netherlands. As, as I was saying, I've been sort of like freelancing on the side of full time, but, you know, never went fully into freelance until uh, next week, basically. Uh, and uh, I'm very curious to hear a little bit more about FikaWorks, about how it's organized and so on. So, yeah, I have plenty of questions, but of course, we also expect. expect Plenty of questions from the answer. Um, the other person that will join me is... Uh... Yes, hi, it's Paweł. I'm Polish. I live uh, in Poland. And I'm also in, uh, very interested uh, in uh, in terms of cloud native and actually the, 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 the as a new approach, collective approach to to just getting the, the projects and organize, organizing stuff, yes, around that one. So we can go next for next person right now. Valentin, can you go next? Yep, sure. So my uh, my name is Valentin. I'm originally Romanian. Um, I worked as a contractor and consultant for seven years now. I'm um, yeah. And, um, um, I'm really. Um, 
into you know the the, the consulting contracting I'm, I'm specializing in you know, devops and um i think this you know with fika it's a it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to redefine the, the you know the, the, the uh, model and how we we operate so um yeah, i'm really looking forward to this this uh this, uh, this discussion tonight Uh, Pietro Perzina, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Pete. Uh, it's better to call me Pete because you have two here. Uh, I'm also from Poland, but I live and uh, in Netherlands, where I enjoy uh, living over there. Uh, I uh, I really enjoy uh, being in Fika. I'm quite new here. Uh, recently, I joined here, and yeah, I've been in consulting for a while now, uh, trying new approach. Uh, yeah, let's see. Sudesh, can you go next? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, maybe you can zoom uh, on me. I still see uh, Piotr in the main box. <laughs> I don't know if you can uh, can change that. But uh, in the meantime, I can start to introduce myself. So hi, I'm Sudesh. Uh, I'm actually from the, the Netherlands, uh, unlike uh, most of the, the people here. Uh, I've been a freelancer uh, for the last five years and I joined uh, FICA a few months ago because uh, I really like uh, the model uh, and uh, also being part of a community of uh, cloud, uh, cloud specialists. Uh, I think it's a very interesting field uh, where we are working in right now and I think uh, uh, how we can also collaborate together uh, when we compare our way of working with other types of organizations. Uh, that is something that uh, really, uh, really stands out. Uh, and I, uh, I think when you have heard uh, us after this discussion. So really uh, looking forward to, to this event. Uh, Aljin, can you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Elgin. I think I'm one of the newest hires, maybe, uh, here at FicoWorks. We, we don't have anybody hired. We don't I have mean, one of hired. the newest members, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> not hires. Uh, I'm, uh, my background is uh, I used to do a lot of software engineering. Uh, I was uh, in touch with the whole DevOps role from the beginning of time, a long, long, long time ago. I, if I remember correctly, it was around Kubernetes 0 0.10 or something. Uh, so a very, very long time ago. And I've been in the kind of DevOps space for a long time, uh, but often through consulting companies and all these things. And yeah, I wanted to start uh, freelancing. Uh, uh, I think I met most or some of the people here in FikaWorks, including the founders in my first freelancing uh, career. I think that was around three years ago, uh, but I, for some reason I joined the startup and it was fun while it lasted, but uh, given uh, all the advantages of uh, freelancing, I decided to kind of give it a try again. And that's how I landed with uh, the guys here at uh, FikaWorks. And I think one of the biggest things that I find nice is that you have a community of people where you can share your knowledge uh, or ask uh, if they have something that they can share or if you're running against a problem that you have a community to kind of uh, fall 
or fall onto and that's uh, very nice uh, and yeah so i'm really looking forward to kind of uh, how things grow and yeah how this uh, beautiful podcast will uh, roll out i guess cool uh seb do you want to introduce yourself hi yeah sure hello i'm sebastian i'm like many of us here, uh, Polish as well, uh, but I've been in the Netherlands since uh, I think 2009. What brought me here is, uh, well, uh, university. Uh, I actually studied with Sudash uh, and uh, one of the other Fika guys called Alex. Um, so I knew some of the Fika members before I joined, which was a few months ago. I'm incubating still, but uh, yeah. Uh, some of my ex-colleagues who I respect as well from, from work uh, also joined. And um, yeah, I started freelancing about uh, around March last year. And uh, this is, although it's pretty fast, I think this is the next uh, good step to, uh, to join a bigger group, not to, let's say, fly solo, but be under one banner and, uh, and share knowledge and opportunities. Um, I think that's a, yeah, that's a very good idea. That's about it. <laughs> I think we have as well, Marek and Piotr are left. Okay. So let me go. Hey, uh, so I'm Marek. I'm living in Poland uh, in Olsztyn uh the place where there is a thousand lakes and beautiful forests and i joined uh, fika works uh, a few months ago and uh, i was happy to join one of our meetings uh, in netherlands and i believe that we are sharing the same value that's why i'm here and uh, i love the idea that uh, as a collective we can share the knowledge which is uh, very important for uh for us actually <laughs> because it's one of the values we we believe in and uh, my background is uh, mostly software engineering as a consultant, like all the types of job. <laughs> and I'm mostly, um, uh, I I'm taking care of the clouds and automatization. Thanks. Piotr, your turn. Hi, uh, I'm Piotr. I used to work as a DevOps uh, cloud, cloud native consultant for the last uh, over 10 years. Uh, I was also uh, owning my own uh, small consulting company with uh, over 20 people in uh, its peak. So I know uh, uh, also how to run the business from the owner uh, perspective of a small consultancy. Uh, but uh, at FICA, I'm I'm uh, trying to learn, you know, how this model is different than, you know, being an um, individual freelancer and uh, business owner. It's some, I think it's something in the middle. <laughs> uh, um, and I hope it will be like the, the, the most optimal way of, you know, uh, spending my career uh, and uh, fitting better into my uh, personal needs than, than, yeah, being just an in individual freelancer or, or driving my own business. So I hope it will be something in the middle and yeah, but time will tell. Uh, so far it's only eight months. So uh, yeah, it, it works pretty well, but uh, we'll see with time. Yeah, I started the interaction of the podcast, but I didn't properly introduce myself. So I'm uh, Katalin. Uh, I'm together with 
three uh, other guys. We, I, I'm one of the founders, if you can call it founders of, of uh, FicaWorks. Um, I live in the Netherlands, originally from Romania. Um, and yeah, I was busy with, uh, with consultancy for the last five, six years, like most of the people via other companies as well. And I did a lot of uh, community work, meetups, um, conferences, and it's, um, it's it's something I like to do. And uh, I try to took uh, best practices from that and uh, into into the way we work and operate. And it's something we, we want to share with you as well today. Uh, I think this is it. Nice. I, I can. Uh... I can get started if you want. So uh, right now I just have, you know, the YouTube stream open here and I'm having a look uh, a little bit. And I just noticed in the description this sentence that I find very, very, very interesting. It says, around two years ago, we started to build a community-driven company. And these last three words really stuck in my mind. What, what, what is FikaWorks and what is for you like a, a community-driven company? What does that mean exactly? Yeah, so um, we started around two years ago, and everybody, as as um, as you learn from the introduction, are already freelancers, or they want to look into into switching to freelancing. So um, I was also in, in that uh, in that position and uh, freelancing for some time, and then I got uh, I got uh, an invitation from uh, Etienne Tremel, who's also one of the guys who helped me to start it. Uh, that he's meeting some uh, some other freelancers that he's working with, uh, and they want to discuss about trying to build a cooperative, uh, uh, like a common brand. And uh, we went, we discussed uh, about trying to join and uh, like stop working alone as as a freelancer. Right? But I realized from the beginning that as you you deliver some projects uh, and then you run into other projects, kind of like doing like one-man army show uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, this is something which is different uh, compared to joining a company and working for as, as an internal employee where you have a team you have a manager uh, you're kind of like linked into an organigram of whatever the company is doing for for freelancers is different so you do your stuff and then you move to the next project and then you move to the next project and at the end of the day you're more or less alone in terms of team, in terms of uh, how you ping pong ideas uh, on taking decision on, on, on the life of the project. And we met, we discussed, and this is something that Etienne already discussed uh, with, with in, the, in, the, in the past with, with Jason, was uh, Jason Smith, he was also one of the uh, st starting members of the cooperative. Um, and during that dinner, kind of like everybody was in the same direction, okay, can we try to create some sort of company, but not really like a company and more work like a community? Like everybody has some strong points. Uh, everybody is, is bringing something on the table, some technical skills. Everybody has some some uh, network of, uh, of people they know to get contracts, to work together and just act as some sort of team, but very loosely coupled and without people uh, hierarchy and uh, managers people telling you what to do and uh, without needing to report to anybody and just try to work like grown-ups together and uh, enjoy it and act as a team and we we basically 
uh, took it from there. So we we started with three, four people. With uh, it was uh, me, uh, Etienne, Tremel, and it was Carlos uh, Leon as well interested in this. And then we had like a weekend uh, in Switzerland. We come up with an idea to start a blog post and then try to to see if we can actually work together and become everybody was still independent on his own project to try to kind of act under that brand we called it first um uh, the cloud natives uh and we started a blog but then we switch quickly to to this uh, new name fika works which is not necessarily linked to any technology we try to avoid to, to be stuck to technology and we 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 got uh, Hamish as well online. Uh, uh, we were four people, and then it slowly kind of started to grow. And we 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 got inspiration from from a Swedish company, uh, which is doing agile work called Crisp. And I'm, I'll put the links to to, to this in the description. Uh, and they they were doing this kind of like open source type of company uh, where they put all their processes online in a Git repository uh and they uh, try to work very independent of each other but still work together and we kind of like got inspired from that and try to emulate that and and act as some sort of open source project but as an umbrella of a company if that makes sense yeah i mean indeed it, i was about to say it reminds me a lot of you know like how the open source governance like works right i mean me and you we have we have a problem that we want to solve we try to start like a project together we get more people involved actually not all the people involved in open source project work for the same company everybody gives its own contribution somebody's more you know like maybe more uh, um has like better programming skills another person has more like uh, uh yeah cicd devops whatever but the idea is that to an open source project like if understood correctly in figure works was the same everybody contributes for you know what he likes and what he likes to do and what he is good at doing right so yeah thank you very much so it's a it's a very interesting point of view it's also a very interesting initiative of course i i honestly haven't heard about uh, you know these kind of like cooperatives before so it's very nice to yeah get to know uh, yeah, people that started figure works and also how it all started right because that's also the, the interesting thing um I, I have another question in case somebody else also from uh from uh, the from the cooperative would like to answer but what are the main differences between you know like you and a classic software consultancy maybe piotr you can ask that you told you told just a, a minute ago that you that you used to have like a, a consultancy company so what is the main difference that you noticed before uh that you noticed between like a classic consultancy company and a collective uh like figure works in terms of like working for it but also in terms of like the work uh, you deliver let's put it in this way so there's a lot of differences of course uh, first of all uh there's uh, 15 people making all the decisions right mm -hmm. uh, not only one and so, so, so there is much less stress <laughs> uh, you have always someone to talk with uh, you can you know ask people about their opinions uh, uh, you can define um, uh, strategy or uh, uh, you know, marketing sales, um, anything related to, to running um, uh, the team, to running the, the collective. Uh, you can discuss with, uh, with a bunch of people around you. 
So that's the the, the, the main difference. Uh, when you when you run your own company on your own, uh, the biggest challenge is uh, lioness. Uh, you're the only one person that actually knows all the uh, details around your business, and you're the only one person that is actually capable to make you know decisions. And of course, it applies only to small startups, to small teams, right? 5, 10, 15, 20 people so when you grow bigger, uh, where you scale scale up to 40, 50, 60, 70 people, uh, then you hire managers, uh, you can organize a board, so it's a much different experience, uh, I believe, but uh, when you're still in that kind of startup, startup stage, uh, it's really hard. <laughs> Uh, everything is actually on your own, on, on your head. Uh, in case of Fika Works, uh, I, we, we make all the decisions together. Uh, we define our strategy together. We define uh, what we want uh, to do, actually, like the podcast um, together. So it's it's much different experience. And I think for me, this is the, the most important part. So I don't feel like, you know, like a small <laughs> minion uh, doing all the work. Uh, one army man, uh, I feel like a, like a part of a, of a bigger team. Right. Uh, if I may interject, uh, uh, you mentioned loneliness as part of uh, working as a freelancer as well, right? Uh, more like a business owner, but I think that the same issue applies yeah. to the freelancers, right? Because uh, when you work remotely, you are completely disconnected from the team. Uh, right. I, I haven't had the opportunity at Via Fica, but uh, uh, to do this via Fika works, but uh, some of you uh, work on the same project uh, at a customer, right? You have the chance sometimes to pull somebody in from the co-op uh, uh, to uh, if the if the client, of course, needs extra an extra pair of hands. Does that help with that? Um, with that, uh, yeah, feeling of loneliness in a in a big company at a big customer. Um, yeah, this is also a very valid point because um, when you're doing work alone, it's it's basically you're alone. Yeah, you, you don't have with who to ping pong ideas. Uh, you don't have somebody to rely on, uh, on on some decisions. And we built, and you mentioned you, you met some of the people during university and we built during time and everybody uh, uh, from from FICO from to build up strong network of uh, of uh, engineers that in a pool of engineers that we know that were good at different stuff uh, and somehow we met at different uh, uh, jobs and then people leave they switch jobs they switch countries for whatever reasons and then still want to work with that person and i think this is a good opportunity so we can work together on bigger projects and uh, i work for example with valentin on four on four projects still now on four different projects and uh, i would like to work as well on the fifth one hopefully in the future and with yeah. sudesh uh, as well to to manage to get a project to work together and uh, this cannot or it's very complicated to happen if you're like an internal employee because people will leave yeah they will have different goals different ambitions but here, the way we're structuring uh, our project and our work is basically everybody's independent to choose his own project. And uh, if there's something interesting and they want to pair with some other people and there's the opportunity, of course, to, to join other project, then uh, this uh, is a very nice facilitator. So you can 
work together as, as a bigger group, which it's hard to do as, for example, as an individual freelancer. Right, right. Yeah. So you also mentioned uh, working at a regular, uh, as a regular employee, right? Where you obviously, um, you are bound by a contract. Uh, if you leave that employer, uh, most often than not, you sign a you, you sign a clause in a contract where it clearly states that you cannot pull your now ex colleagues uh, to the new <laughs> to, to any new uh, uh, new employer, right? So this kind this is a kind of good middle ground when you get some of that stability of working with like-minded people, uh, but and not being solo all the time in a way, and trying to find new, new people every three or six months or a year. With every new customer um yeah and i um also want to add something uh to this um so it, even um if we have to work on independent projects right so we're not basically on the same project um we have the, the internal communication tools that we can always reach out to all the members you know because maybe you run into something uh you know uh, something new or you um uh, you have some challenges with the, the project that you're in and um you can uh, always reach out to to the the, the, the members is there, uh, because this is what the community driven um uh, also uh, means and you can get answers you can get uh, you can learn from the experience that um, others had and um, you can um uh, basically rely on the on the, the the community to 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 be able to perform and um this um this actually enhances the organic growth because you know it's just like neurons you know that uh, the ones that fire together they wire together so asking questions getting answers you you, you start connecting better with the, the other members and then whenever you're going to go to get in a project you collaborate better. You know already what to expect. You know how to communicate. You know uh, the skills of the other, you know, uh, the other person. And um, yeah, I think that that helps a lot. That's um, all that I, uh, I had to add. Yeah. I have one question concerning uh, very, for me at least, interesting thing. Who is in charge of the whole collective? Is it like that that you have a one person and something like CEO, or you share responsibilities? And if you share, how do you that one? How do you how do you share them? Yes, how do you solve the the issues on the level of uh, of being in charge or? Well, I can take this one. Uh, well, we're a very distributed organization and we don't have managers. We, there's no management layer. Uh, there's no C CEO. There's nobody who can, who's, who's there to tell you what to do. Uh, but that doesn't mean we will unorganized. So uh, as, uh, as was mentioned, everybody can pick up a smaller task, some things at which he's better at. And of course, there are some um, admin overhead we, we need to take care of um, to, to operate uh, smoothly. Uh, but the cooperative model is relies on members. So that means members, not employees. And members have full 
full rights, uh, equal rights. And so that means for a bigger decision, everybody will get like one vote. Uh, and if there's no majority, there will be a majority and whatever a majority will, uh, will decide that will be the direction to go. Um, and this is the way we're actually uh, driving it. And uh, it's, it's different compared to a company where you have somebody where is telling you what you should do. Here is more, uh, it is more like a smooth, uh, smooth sailing. So it will not, uh, we're, we're aiming to have everybody on the same boat, but of course this cannot happen all the time. And, but majority will decide. So, and we assume it from the beginning that whatever the majority will decide, it will be the direction we're going to go. And for now it worked, it worked quite okay. And the next, uh, thank you. Yeah, sorry. No, I, I just wanted like to, to follow up uh, on, on what you just mentioned. You said, well, I mean, we know that whenever we make a votation, whenever, you know, we need to decide on, a, on, a, on an important task, somehow a majority will come. And uh, also you said that the direction that the majority will decide is the direction that we will take as, as a collective. So I guess there is a sort of like, a, um, you know, like you, you don't just get inside the collective, whoever comes, right? I guess you need to find somebody that has like, has the same mindset as you, has the same ideas about the collective, has the same ways of managing clients and relationships and network and so on. So what do you when you when a new person comes in and would like you know to join the collective to be part of fika works um, how does that work more or less and yeah if somebody else wants to answer of course yeah feel free to to just uh, unmute yourself and, uh, and get an answer Aljin, you're as you're the last one who joined maybe you can uh yeah good idea. explain how, how you, you applied <laughs> applied <laughs> Yeah, so for me, it's uh, it's a bit more different because I have worked with most of the people in the past. So that's also how I kind of got into my first freelance job after, uh, uh, how do you call it? After uh, stopping at the startup where I used to work at. Uh, so that's how I got into, uh, that's how I got my first, my freelance gig. And through the freelance gig is how I got in touch with uh, the FICA works because I was talking to uh, so one of my connections. Uh, he's probably not in here right now. Uh, he uh, and Hamish, we were both uh, working at the current client. And uh, I was kind of interested in uh, yeah looking around at how uh, these guys are doing. So FICA works, uh, FICA. Fika, sorry, uh, is doing things uh, and how they set up a community and how, how they deal with, uh, uh, how do you call it, questions you might have. So things that you do not get in uh, while being at the client because you don't have a community and you don't have like other uh, big uh, consultancies. You don't really have other colleagues to talk to that are part of the consultancy uh uh, company and so I was in, I was kind of looking around uh, of what exists out there so in my search I came across a thing called uh, Midlands which is a, a kind of a 
structure where you're part of a company. So you are uh, you're part of a company and you pay that company, let's say, 20% of your, uh, your uh, freelance rate. Uh, and then they do things for you, like administrating, and uh, uh, I think sometimes they even uh, uh, get, uh, how do you call it? They even get like jobs and stuff, clients for you. But I wasn't really interested in this. I was interested in a more kind of free form idea of uh, the way you deal with your, uh, your freelance buddies, like you help each other out uh, often, but you don't belong to a certain company and this is kind of where fika works fills in the gap where you're still a fully fledged freelancer but uh you didn't uh, come across each other because you work together at a certain client it expands your uh your the pool of people you get to know uh without losing the benefit of being a freelance and that's kind of i, I was uh, looking around and that's kind of the concept that fika works uh, has and it got me interesting or interested and in looking at uh yeah uh, looking at how and what they do at kind of the dna of the whole collective and it, it, it called to me it was you don't lose anything by joining because you don't lose, let's say you don't pay the 20% of your hourly rate or uh, 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 you lose the benefits of being a freelance. It's just a, 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 an addition atop of being a freelance. And that's something that you do not really get uh, or easily. It's more like uh, if you see like all these open source uh what do you call it? All these open source libraries is like a lot of people helping each other out. And this is kind of how uh, Fika works looks like for me anyways. It's a bunch of freelancers helping each other out and have a kind of a small community uh, where you have people to reach out to if you have any questions and all these things. Maybe if I may add one yeah. small thing, it's important to point out something that you did point out that it, um, Fika can help you out, but not only with the specifics of the job, but specifics of freelancing in general. How do you do insurance? How do you handle, uh, I don't yeah. know, uh, what do you do with your retirement, for example? What do you, et cetera, et cetera. All those things that are for me, for example, fairly new, because I've been only freelancing for almost a year. So that's very helpful as well. Yeah, and that's indeed something that I also found very helpful is that you go based upon like uh, the experience of others. Like often as freelancers, they think about these things, but they keep the knowledge to themselves and everybody re reiterates and reinvestigates everything. So how do you set up your financing? Uh, do you have an accountant or do you do it yourself? Do you have a BFA in our in the case of the Netherlands or do you are you a freelancer etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, it allows you as a, a member of the collective to uh, choose the path you want to go towards but it gives you more information as well you, you you because of this it gives you the opportunity to make an informed decision and especially uh, like you mentioned uh, I really liked how we could uh, 
challenge each other on how we do uh, insurances in case we get sick, because as a freelancer, you know, no work means no pay. Uh, so you, you get a lot of people have uh, looked around at insurance policies and you get to you get to live on each other's kind of uh, what I call it research. Yeah. I can add a quick addition. So until now, we kind of grew organically and we were somehow like a close community. But is it something we want to change in the sense that we want to allow as well people which didn't work with uh, me or Algin or Valentin in the past to join? Uh, and we're looking into how to actually facilitate that in a way which will allow us still to to keep the the spirit we have now and uh, like the same type of vibe without uh yeah growing exponentially which we don't have any incentive to do uh but it's something it's something we'll, we're looking into actually our growth model because uh, uh, we don't really have any financial incentive to grow uh, so for us it's uh, it's more important to have like a, a group of people which actually are happy together and there's no friction and um, they can help each other. That's more important than the size. And yeah, maybe now somebody can answer as well the Grealish company, uh, Grealish uh, um, question, which is on yeah. the screen. I can, uh, I can take it. Uh, someone can uh, put the spotlight on me. <laughs> I don't know how that, uh, how that works. It's magic uh, probably. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's a good good question, but then you also need to think about the DNA of the organization, right? So of course, uh, normally when you would be working for a company, you expect to get some kind of remuneration for the work that you do inside or outside of office hours. But of course, here in FICA, as also it was mentioned already before, um, we do this uh, because we believe that this this is something that we want to do um and we believe that this this is something that will help us right so so if someone asks for support then i want to help him not because i get some remuneration for for that work but because i believe it is a good thing uh to um so, and of course, there's also, I guess, some kind of uh, reciprocity there, right? So I need something because I can't get, uh, I get stuck, right? And I call someone, uh, then of course, uh, it's normal that if someone else gets stuck, that they call me as well, right? So, but I think that if you're part of this organization, that goes, uh, goes without saying. Um, so, uh, yeah we don't in that sense we don't have any uh kind of formal compensation uh, for time that you invest uh, but we also don't uh, uh, expect something in return right so so if i invest time by helping someone out um then i do that because i want to do that right and the same is is uh, the same applies to things we do for the organization itself yeah, so uh, now there are, of course, some people who spend time setting up this uh, this podcast, right? Then, then you can say, well, those guys 
spend the time to set up this podcast. So that means that other people have to pay them yeah, because they invested time or they have to do something else to uh, also compensate for that. Right. But then, of course, you set some kind of expectation. And I think that is also not really in line with the open source ID. Right. So you give something, um, but you don't really expect something in return. Yeah, so it's. Um, um, yeah, I think that is the philosophy, philosophy, and I think that is also what we look for uh, when people are, are joining our community. You will be you're part of our community and part of this organization because you think it adds value for you, uh, and not necessarily because uh, you you expect to get something out of it in a way that if you do something for someone else, that they get something uh, from you as well. Uh, except maybe for uh, new opportunities uh, in terms of, of new engagements with other clients. But uh, I think maybe someone else uh, wants to add something to that. Yeah, I think that if you start charging people for, for your time when, uh, you know, when answering questions, it's no longer a community. I think it's more like individuals, a bunch of individuals and uh, the community uh, idea just uh, you know um, fades and um, yeah I think beyond you know some um, the financial aspects of you know contracting and freelancing um, yeah it's also the the, the interaction uh, with um, with your peers basically um, and um, um is that i don't think it's for everyone i think that um in the beginning especially in the you know when when you're contracting it's it's much easier that you're going to be like a uh lonely uh you know uh wolf and then you you just uh you just uh, handle the contract by yourself you learn a lot of things but at some point you you realize that uh, by contributing to a community you actually can learn more from um from them as well and uh, since you know time is it's fairly limited um you don't have to take in uh, a lot of projects but you can learn from the others and can be you know uh be kept up to date with what's going on in the in the industry and you can learn something from them and you can actually return something to the, the community i think this is what matters um that's why I, I believe it maybe it's not for everyone. Yeah, looking more from the client perspective, uh, this is something that we actually try to pitch towards, uh, towards our projects, our customers, that when you start working with somebody who's part of this collective, you also have the entire collective behind and it's try to use it as well as some kind of like selling point so eventually we can actually charge more uh, for that project because there's there are other people which may help with expertise that eventually we don't have and we we try to do it like that so we we, we didn't push it in 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 a way of like try to upsell that okay i'm bringing somebody else for a few hours and um he's gonna do this and that and that and he's an expert but we're using it more as like okay we consulted with uh, some of other uh, colleagues 
some of our, our other members from our community and this is what people are doing this is best practice this is what worked and we we try to bring that expertise uh, as uh, like that into our projects maybe uh, if i may again add one small thing uh, usually uh, uh, when people from the community ask others for help uh, and from the community that does not only mean uh, fika fika works members uh, there are also we also have a public slack where people join uh, and ask technical questions uh, usually in this type of position where you work in sort of a devops yeah <laughs> a sorry kind of field uh, you usually just need a nudge in the right direction right so it's never really a lot of time spent helping out somebody uh, it's a 10 minute chat or something like this and and then yeah that's basically that uh, and that can help that, that can go a long way essentially because if you have a lot of experience with a specific type of software then yeah you can just point that person yeah just check this out and that's uh, the I, I, I don't know. That's my experience, at least. I can pick up uh, this question. Uh, yes, uh, we have something like this uh, to share the information about um, possible projects or possible uh, opportunity that's available on the market. So because we all have a connections and we all have information where the, the, the work is needed or where the, someone is needed. So first of all, we share this information with the members. Maybe someone from the FICA works uh, would like to change uh, the position or would like to, uh, I don't know, go for the, the longer vacation. Uh, and yeah, he, uh, his or her opportunity is available or we, we know from the outside that the, the client is looking for someone. Uh, someone. Then we share this uh, project uh, right now on the Slack uh only with our members but then after a while we release also this information to the our community i think one thing to add here as well is that as a community we also hear things from different places and uh what we hear we share and because we share this uh it, it you you get a bit more information uh, than uh, other than the clients that you are directly working with. So, for example, in my in my specific case, I got reached out by uh, some recruiters somewhere. Uh, I relate this information to uh, another FikaWorks member. Uh, his name was Jason, for example, and it led to a good potential lead for him uh, because he also asked around. So you, you get you get these uh, second and third degree kind of job listings. And because we share them in a community, uh, uh, for example, in like uh, one of the channels which we have, uh, you also get much more information uh, from others than you would in your own uh, small networks, unless you go through kind of like recruiters which comes at a fee so that's also one of the advantages that i have seen and noticed uh, from being part of the community even though i didn't get my current listing through the community itself i did get it through kind of some community members uh so i think 
that can also be seen as a great advantage uh, when it comes to clients and projects. It's a very, very, very interesting question. Thanks. Uh, just building up on this question a little bit more, maybe, um, because I, I, I can imagine sometimes you get like a lead or you get like a client you want to work with and there are multiple maybe freelancers that would like to take that project at the same time. So can maybe like one of you give us like a brief overview? Like I'm a client, I send an email at info at fika.works and ask for like some consulting project, you know, that I need, I need like somebody to take care of a cloud project for me for like uh, six months, let's put it this way. What happens after that, like behind the hood, let's put it this way. I can, I can take this one. Yeah. So it, it, we mentioned that we got inspiration from uh, CRISP, that uh, Swedish company and uh, yeah, they have their DNA, which we're uh, revising and we basically fork it on how to actually operate. Uh, and until now, we kind of like took the decision, like it will be more or less like first come first served for, and if there are going to be more people, they should discuss it between them on how, if there are two, three people interested in a project, which is like one person project, for example, they should discuss between them how to actually handle it and uh, not make it uh, um, like a, a big kind of like event in, in, in the company. Uh, but this is the way, um, we're we're handling it now basically is there like a, a first person that takes you know this email and says okay this is like six months project it needs one two three people that discusses the mm -hmm. rate or it goes to the freelancers or it's something that happens after that yeah so when we have the leads they are being shared first with with the members and then uh the members that are interested and available and most of the time everybody's all the there are almost nobody available to take new projects. Uh, so everybody's is busy, which is a good sign. Uh, but uh, we we have this discussion mainly on uh, on Slack. So it's more uh, like people interested will react and everybody will see who's actually interested uh, and uh, they can take it from there. Uh, more or yeah, less. Yeah, we, uh, uh, really we can also book uh, people. Uh, you know, or plan the the, the the onboarding a team or a consultant uh, for uh, for new projects. Maybe uh, the the customer doesn't want to start the project today, um, and uh, we can plan something for the next uh, couple of months, and we can allocate them. So uh, the the resources and um, we can yeah, I think it's again it's just organic. We agree on. Um, What's our availability? When can we start? So some of us can start part-time, perhaps, and then move to full-time, and uh, yeah, so on and so forth. It's not uh, till now; uh, it hasn't been a problem. Yeah. Somebody else would like to add uh, two extra cents. Uh, otherwise, there is also another question from uh, from um, from the YouTube uh, live stream that says, how do you keep a focus? Do you have an example to share where you didn't feel comfortable with a lead and decided to say no? That's actually a very interesting question. Yeah. Somebody that hasn't talked yet, maybe, or yeah, somebody that hasn't talked too much yet.
like uh, I might try at least because I'm sure. pretty new member here. Uh, I believe that uh, there's not something like we don't feel comfortable as Afika works with the uh, with the lead. Uh, if one of us will be interested in taking it, it means that it, it was made for someone of us. And then it's like we are not saying no if there is no one interested or there is no one available. We are just posting it on our internal Slack so community, Fika Works community can can take it from there. Okay. So I think, I think yeah, one, one advantage of, of the way we work is this fact. Everybody is more or less independent and is a small entrepreneur on, on his own right. So they can, everybody has the, the freedom of choosing their project. And if they don't feel comfortable, and we had cases like there are project available and people say, I don't want to work uh, in that industry or I don't want to do that kind of work. So even if it's a well-paid project, but I still I don't I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm and it's 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 the power everybody has to on on his own time and uh, it's something we we don't impose on people. So if I need one or two more people in my team and I'm not able to get them, I'm not able to get them. I'm not their manager. I cannot force people to work on a project if they don't want to work on the project and. Uh, that keeps everybody happy, uh, and uh, we, we we saw that people yeah, prefer to do what what they like. And as we grow, there's room to do all kind of projects and to work in different combination that uh, will, will make everybody happy at the end of the day, which is is what we should aim for at the, in the end, right? Indeed, and actually, this leads me exactly to my next question: like, how do you measure, uh, like? Is the collective succeeding? Is it like maybe there are some troubles inside? How do you measure happiness inside your own company? And hello to Alessandro that is following us from the YouTube live stream. Yeah, I also wanted to mention if you have any kind of uh, uh, question, please write it down in the uh, in the YouTube chat. We will try to address them as soon as possible. Uh, but yeah, going back to my question would be how do you measure happiness how do you measure if people are happy with how the collective is going if how do you measure if people are like um happy in the position they're in maybe because it could be as some people get like more different more like difficult clients compared to other and so on so yeah would be interested to yeah to understand how you how do you like how can you feel like the status of uh fika works Well, I, I can try to answer this one. Um, so we do try to think uh, and to discuss about our projects uh, for the people which are in Netherlands when the government allowed us to meet. We were having like dinners once a month and we discuss about stuff and okay, how, how are things going? Uh, are you happy? Are you not happy? You want to switch? Uh, and then we have as well the bi-weekly uh, meetings where we also uh, discuss about yeah stuff related to internal projects and we started yeah we're also figuring out a lot of stuff uh, and there are things which we we didn't uh, had to consider until now right okay you um how to to actually get out of a project for example or 
if you look at uh, the DNA from that uh, crisp company, they, they figure out a lot of stuff and they're also agile company. So they, that's what they do, right? They put everything on paper and they have a plan and a roadmap. So we, we're not there yet. We're also inventing stuff as we go. And um, we try to keep everybody happy and try to work uh, as a community. We we managed to have our first big, like kind of like hands hands on meeting with everybody, everybody who was available and allowed to travel in Amsterdam in December. Uh, so we can meet each other. We can uh, yeah talk about projects and understand, okay, how is everybody? And if they're happy, if they're not happy. Uh, and yeah, yeah, we try to, to keep it very casual and open as well um, and help help each other. And uh, as we was mentioned, we have like a jobs channel where people exchange like I'm, I'm becoming available in this month, in two, three months, or I'm, I'm looking for a people or I have this lead. It's also a place where people can say I'm I'm trying to switch out of the project and move to I, I need a new project and it's something new I'm not learning, I'm not happy there, uh, I'm not progressing and or I want to do something else and it's also a place where uh, we can uh, kind of like uh, share this kind of uh, of, of thoughts. Let's see, uh, anybody else would like to add something on this topic? Yeah, I would like also to add that, uh, that the culture here is uh, very open and it's uh, very easy to reach anyone here. Uh, there is also a bi-weekly call when you can share your thoughts and talk about uh, ongoing topics. So the culture uh, the, and the openness, the, the transparency of the everything here uh, very helps uh, in exchange of those feelings. And it's uh, quite easy to, to spot if someone is very unhappy. I see. And this, this is something that Sudesh was saying right before, like remembers a lot, like the, the open source way of organizing things, right? Whenever I try to explain open source outside of like IT, I always get in trouble. It's like, so you download the software that somebody else wrote for free. And then when you find a problem, you fix it for free. And somebody else that you have never met before is going to review your code and do it for free as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's sort of how it works. Right. But, um, for somebody outside the the, the 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 IT you know field, this doesn't sound very logical sometimes. But yeah, it, it seems to me like the FICA works, uh, um, cooperative works very much like focusing on uh, on the open source spirit, keeping everything open, keeping decision open, keeping leads open, and so on, which is uh, which is great. Yeah, I, I would like to add to that uh, actually. So. <laughs> Uh, if someone can change the focus uh, to me, uh, look, it's going faster now. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh, now it's gone again. <laughs> um, yeah, so you see a lot with uh, other uh, tra more traditional uh, consulting organizations or uh, organizations that we also uh, deal with as a freelancer, uh, like these. Um, how do you say, uh, recruiter uh, agencies uh, or other consulting companies that they they kind of uh, try to um, uh, get establish their own turf, right? You say they would say like you see uh, on LinkedIn, we have had this really cool position available for 
some large company in finance in this or this region of some country uh, right so they would keep it kind of fake and then you never really know what's going on uh, and i think that also creates a kind of an um, barrier of trust right so uh, on the one side you think well i need an, i need to to do this right and that is not only for us eh, as freelancers but also for any other company who is in consulting right you you need clients and you don't have all the connections right uh, so you always have to to work somehow with uh, with other parties uh, to get new engagements and i think that gives those types of organizations a lot of stress uh, and they, what you see is they hire dedicated uh, people to do those kinds of things for them, uh, business development or uh, recruiters maybe. Um, and it, yeah, even as the people, as of course most of us have been working for consulting organizations also for quite some time, you get kind of sucked into that uh, mode. Yeah? Like, okay, oh, I need to sell something here right and it's a bit unnatural for it people we are not we are not salespeople. we are we like what we do and that is uh, that is it um so but if it's if if you're doing something and also what uh what Catalin, uh, mentioned and you like to work with people then that is something natural right it's natural to 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 want to work with people with you who you can uh, go well go well with it's natural to work with people who you value from who you can learn something um so in that sense uh, i think that uh, this way of working makes sense right right and that is also efforts if we're taking it a little bit in a wider perspective in the Netherlands, uh, we had this COVID situation uh, starting in uh, May of 2020. And there was a lot of shortage on everything, right? Uh, there were not enough hospital beds. There was not enough um, uh, uh, masks and, and uh, uh, breathing machines, everything. And what you saw is that uh, even though normally companies uh, have to work in a kind of a capitalistic or a way <laughs> where they buy something and there's a market and then you buy something from someone else and you negotiate. But because of all the, there was no time, people were dying. People start to really work together in a very different way uh, in that time. And that is, I think, uh, what you can see what we are doing more naturally. Uh, we are collaborating because uh, uh, because it helps every one of us, uh, and not, we don't have to fight with each other to uh, to get new opportunities and uh, to find something. Uh, uh, yeah, together. So for me, this really makes sense. So that's what I wanted uh, wanted to add there. I see. Nice. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, before going to the question on uh, on YouTube, I just wanted to link to that. Uh, so what, Su what, what Sudesh just said is like, for me, it looks like a research, you know, for something better. Like uh, each one of us looks like making the next step and make our condition a little bit better on how it was before. So if we take, you know, the classic pa career path, I mean, the career path that maybe some of you took already, 
um, and you you start working for a company after university or after college and something like that. After working for a company, you decide that something doesn't work for you, that not enough freedom or something else. You decide to move into freelancing. And after freelancing, after a couple of years, maybe you move and you join a collective like FikaWorks. So maybe some of you has done this kind of path before. Uh, can you maybe like uh, summarize a little bit what, what was the trigger between going from uh, working for a company full time to working freelance? And what was the trigger from working freelance to working in a cooperative like FikaWorks? Or what was like the, you know, the, yeah, the, how do you say it? Like the, the, the final, uh, the final, the, the drop that, that the vase spilled. Okay. I, um, I think I'm gonna try to answer this, uh, this question. Um, so I, uh, I moved from a permanent position to consulting role and, and then, um, um, I, yeah, actually I tried different, uh, different, uh, setups, uh, working with one of the, the other FICA uh, members, uh, having a company and then went back into consulting, went, uh, you know, work for a startup. And, um, I think, uh, the transition from, uh, let's say permanent position to freelancing is um you learn a lot and you learn much faster that's that's what i um what i learned from from this experience um and uh you get exposed to all sorts of situations and whenever you know as an employee you can you know uh, just um align with the others and nobody's actually going to point fingers to you but when you go as a freelancer, as a consultant, you are the most, let's say, knowledgeable person in the room. They look up to you to for advice. That's sometimes good, sometimes bad, <laughs> because um, um, sometimes people, you know, and that's so fond of having consultants around because um, they like the, 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 the way uh, things work in their organization. Anyways, so moving from freelancing and consulting to um, at some point you it's the same routine right you go to a new customer they have different problems you solve them and you move to the next customer it's more or less the same but with moving to into the um, cope with the pika work um, you 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 actually get to to communicate collaborate with people that do the same thing as you do. You're, mo you know, um, suddenly you're not the most knowledgeable person in the room. You, you have people that and they have better experiences with, you know, certain technologies. They have uh, different experience with, with customers. You get to learn from them, and it's kind of like a relief, you know, like you don't feel lonely anymore. <laughs> okay, so it's actually you feel good to ask questions and you know be um be humble be um you know um uh you know stay humble stay foolish um and learn from them and you're so you switch position from teaching or learning or consulting people to actually uh, for you to learn and i think it's a great opportunity to grow as a consultant uh, yeah. i would like to add something to that so growing as a consultant uh part 
I think one of the things of being a freelancer or being uh, in a co-op, it also exposes you to other things in uh, in your professional career, like having to look for clients or managing clients, or how do you how do you kind of sell yourself, but in a in a nice way. How do you convince the client that you are the right person for the job? Uh, uh, you get to how do you negotiate uh, uh, the salary and all these things you don't get exposed to when you're, uh, uh, how do you call it, a consultant for a company because that's all being done for you. And that's one of the things. Uh, here uh, at FikaWorks, it also they kind of help you along by kind of filtering uh, potential customers out. But you still have to put in the legwork. You still have to uh, pimp up your CV. You still have to kind of go to the interview and talk to the uh, the, uh, the potential client and the customer. So uh, these are all the things that you do not really get exposed to uh, while yeah being in a company because others do it and uh, not being the the smartest per person in the room. It's it's scary at first, but it is also the only way you are able to grow. Because if you're always the smartest person in the room, you will never learn something. You will always be a teacher. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to kind of add to it as well. Oh yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, one more small thing is that uh, you also get the freedom to choose kind of the projects that you want to, and not being forced into a certain project that you don't want and that's kind of also how my road towards uh, the freelancing part started is that at some point you disconnect with the company uh, that you're working for uh, and what do you do and then you look at kind of alternatives do you go towards another company for for example consulting with the risk of entering the same vicious circle uh, and so it's really something that you need to also consider for yourself. Uh, that's what I often say, like compare, compare, try it out. You can, as a, in IT, we don't really have uh, a risk of being jobless because you can just throw your CV out there and you have 20 recruiters uh, mailing you uh, within like a day. Uh, so <laughs> that's one thing I would say, just try it out. You have nothing to lose. Uh, try it out, become a freelancer, get paid like a freelancer, join FICA, you know, <laughs> the works. But uh, yeah, just uh, that's one of the things uh, that I would suggest anybody looking at this podcast. Nice. Thank you for your contribution. Somebody else would like to add something on this topic? So moving from, uh, yeah, full time to freelancing and to joining a collective. Well, I think I have something uh, uh, to add because, like, Fika gives me the courage because before I was, like, thinking, yeah, I could do the freelancing. I already have some customers that, yeah, but it's not full-time. Mm, maybe uh, it is not for me, but I, I show a bunch of people that are working like that and this is the full job for them. So, well hey, let, let's try it. And people told me, yeah, you can uh, structure your uh, finances like that. And I, 
I, I received a lot of support from this from the FICA work at the beginning, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, basically, without it, uh, without the invitation, of, of course, of the FICA, I, I probably would stuck in the uh, current employee because they are, they were asking me uh, maybe maybe you could learn something uh, new, like you would like to go into the Java, but I was the infrastructure guy uh, because the, the project ending. But then I, I realized that the FICA is the place where uh, I can like I, I can share my knowledge. I can uh, like uh, benefit uh, from it and also share this benefit with others. Um, I don't know if it's too much of uh, good words, but yeah. No, <laughs> no, it that... makes actually it it makes a lot of sense. I think it's uh, thank you, thank you very much. Um, yeah, let's get to. There are a couple of questions on YouTube, very interesting ones. Um, so one that Piotr asked is, uh, uh, what do you do if you differ when it comes to the future of Fika? How do you define strategy that is all that all is okay with? This is something that we touched a little bit before, saying that you know decision are take like in a democratic way through a votation basically and the members that join the you know that join the collective are basically all members that have more or less the same view on the future of FICA and that they share this open model and so on um, would you like to, to add something on uh, on top of this yeah basically for the big decisions and if you look at big decision like okay how do we handle for example sales do we need an office manager a virtual office manager because we don't have an office but we do have like a preferred office in amsterdam a new co-working space for uh, called the cloud pirates um we do try to discuss it so if uh, if we treat it like we treat the backlog for for a project uh, and we have like small tasks which don't require a lot of uh, decision and people can just implement them uh, and we have like the big things which are kind of like the milestones yeah okay how on the, on the long term are you going to do sales what is going to be our focus or some crazy idea somebody will introduce and then we if it's something big we're taking for discussion and we really start discussing about it during the uh, bi-weekly meetings and then for example when we had this uh, big meeting with everybody in amsterdam uh, last december we also tackled one by one like the big uh, the big topics okay what's the strategy uh, for the collective how big do you want to grow how do we want to handle sales? Do we need an external salespeople to sell our skills, or are we gonna do it like like we do it now, like ad hoc? So we had we try to to handle it as open discussion, and uh, we're putting like the person who's bringing like this, okay, who's proposing something new, to kind of like stand behind the idea and drive it. And uh, yeah, so for example, well starting a podcast is not like something we need permission from everybody but it's also like a, 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 it's a commitment and then we we put some people together interested in, in in a topic and they come with a proposal then share it with everybody and then everybody uh, can join uh, if it's going to be something like sales and you say let's hire a professional sales guy which will cost us half a million per year or i don't know something crazy like that of course, we need to discuss and everybody will need to be on board. Otherwise, we, we don't have an agreement and it's going to be majority deciding on, on, on stuff. 
Makes sense. Thank you. Um, there are a couple of more uh, more questions. One of them is from uh, Alessandro uh, that says, uh, what's your opinion on tech unions? Open question, yeah, to everyone that, uh, that has an opinion about this. Uh, Catalina, I'm not sure if you're speaking, but you're muted. I see you. I no, I was I was not speaking. Okay, sorry. My question no is, what, what is a tech union? <laughs> you yeah, very vague. Labor union, but I'm not aware of any, to be honest. Um, so uh, I don't know if Alessandro can maybe elaborate. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's more it's more common in US. So, for example, uh, people at uh, Google, Microsoft, um, uh, I don't know, Tesla, they have unions to represent. Uh, even if they are like uh, private companies to represent the workers, because, um, yeah. Well, if for Amazon, I can imagine that. <laughs> but I know that they don't have unions. Um, yeah, and yeah, in Holland, we do have the uh, unions, right? And also do, uh, I guess, represent tech uh, somehow, but not, uh, not in specific. So... Um, but that is, of course, because in in Holland, the, the, the people in the IT industry are generally uh, uh, paid uh, a already paid a little bit more than people in other uh, industries. So we don't really have this kind of thing in, in the Netherlands. So I'm a bit, uh, uh, yeah, searching for the the. <laughs> The meaning of this uh, this question, I don't really get uh, get it. Should organize the next tech podcast episode about tech unions, <laughs> inviting Alessandro for it. Well, if if I want to, uh, yeah, my my opinion on this, it's yeah, they should be there, and I think especially in, in Netherlands, we're here in in a country where the employees are very well protected, right? So you cannot uh, fire people you know, so quickly. And um, it's, I think for other countries, it's totally different. And there are, yeah, we're mainly looking at discussing about uh, um, tech unions, but yeah, I think it's, it's more valid for unions for, I don't know, in, in factories or like people which are working poor condition for, or for very low salaries. Also for tech companies and big companies, uh, if they don't get represented well and somebody needs to fight for them and is the best way to actually unite and try to come come with a common ground uh, and i'm i'm all in for these kind of things and it's for all the kind of like social binding between uh, in in big companies uh and it's it's something uh, can actually uh, make people more more happy especially employees yeah and because the alternative is to leave right and if you really like the company and you want to change some stuff and you don't have the power, you can either try to climb to a management role to change, or you can try to unite and put more people uh, which are on the same level with you uh, to, to raise awareness and improve stuff. Makes sense, makes sense. And yeah, I mean, also, I guess that, you know, being, uh, being also an open collective, it, it also, I guess, means that if you're not happy with how the collective is going, if you're not happy about the direction, there's always possibility to to leave and not to take part anymore. Makes sense. Mm 
Um, another question came up on our uh, YouTube channel is, uh, yeah, regarding learning and growing, which the collective supports. If someone between projects wants to gain various cloud certification, for example, operationally, is the collective set up to found that learning? Or so I can pick up this one. Uh, yeah. So first of all, you have to understand that the FICA does not have any financial benefits uh, in any of, uh, like, if you are on the project, you, the, the FICA does not have any um, financial benefits of, of you putting on the project. Uh, so if you would like to take a break and pass some exams, uh, you have to take the break from your project and, and yeah, like take a, take a time to, to, to learn and, and, and pass this exam. Uh, so there's no support, uh, uh, like from FICA, uh, for the members. I think one uh, thing. I think one thing to add here as well is that it's a collaboration between people. Uh, so it's not that you are an employee of FICA, but you are your own kind of person, freelancer, uh, company, whatever you want to, to, to name yourself, but that you are also responsible for uh, that part of yourself. So it's FICA works, uh, or from what I am understanding as well, it's it's kind of a helping hand and the community rather than an employer and something to kind of uh, leverage or live on. So indeed, uh, if you want to take up uh, time to get your certifications as you are uh, working at uh, a client yourself and you're not working as a representative of or an employee of FICA Works, it is also up to you to kind of take that time off and get your certifications. Yeah, I would like to add something to that. So I was a bit surprised also, I was a bit confused by this question, but now that you explain, uh, explain it, I, I understand it uh, from the perspective of an employee uh, indeed. So we, because uh, Grail is, is talking about uh, funding, Right. And indeed, if you are an employee in a company, then then uh, that company is paying this certification or this education for you. But of course, they are not paying for this. Uh, you are paying for it yourself because you work for them uh, you make them money. And because you make them money, they have a kind of uh, part of that money goes to their pockets and part of that money goes to you and part of that money they will reserve so that you can get uh, this kind of training or this, this certification that you want to do. But if you are a freelancer, then all the money goes to your own pocket, right? So it doesn't really make sense that then we would take out uh, as a FICA, as an organization, then again say, well, you know what? We will take some of that money out again and put it in a, put it in a, in a potje. We say in, in Holland, it's like a fund where you can then take it out again. No, you are already a freelancer. So you already have the financial means to do the things that you want to do and spend that, that money uh, how you see it uh, best spent, right? So and so that is the, the first part of about the funding. But then, of course, there is also another aspect to that. Uh, so it's not only about funding, uh, because I think if you're a freelancer, that's covered. Uh, but what is still there is, of course, uh, a knowledge sharing, 
right? So, uh, of course, certifications are very important. The world is changing very fast, especially in IT and even more so in cloud. Um, so, but I, I see that uh, this is also where we where we look at. Uh, so you need to have, of course, that, that flexibility in learning and also that mindset for yourself to, to keep developing yourself somehow, right? So, and that's different for everyone. Um, so for me, that is, uh, I have a client, but I work four days in the week. And the fifth day I spent on uh, studying for certification. Sometimes I do something in the weekend, sometimes in the evening. And, you know, every couple of months I will try to take uh, one, one certification just to keep, uh, to keep up to date. But it's really up to you to decide how you feel that in, eh? because you're self-employed uh, as we are in this case. Um, but that doesn't uh, take away that we could actually be benefiting from each other's knowledge more, right? Because of course, eh, for me, I'm very good in Azure. Eh? I'm an uh, Azure certified cloud architect, uh, blah, blah, blah. And someone else would be very good in AWS, right? So. So it would make sense, of course, to also uh, uh, do these kinds of things together. Um, but currently, that is not uh, not really the case. So we uh, we don't really have those kinds of efforts yet. But uh, I do think that is something interesting we could work on in the future if we have an, uh, more interests within the, the collective or in the community. Makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, as you were saying, you're just like all many individuals working together as a as a collective and as a community so you might also have certain individuals that really would like to you know get a lot of certification others that maybe don't care about certification uh, <coughs> sorry so it's it, it can it can be tricky to build a framework that works uh for everyone but yeah thank you very much uh Sadesh. um so we are about to hit the one hour and a half mark uh and uh, at this point we're like doing uh the you know going towards the end of this first episode of the post of the podcast and I, I would like to ask one final question and i would really appreciate like if each one of you could give like a brief answer uh and the question is what did the fika work the fika work co cooperative bring to your personal and professional life so if you could say just one thing that the FigureWorks Collective brought to your uh, personal and professional life, that would be great. Yeah. You can start from the top, maybe, Catalin. Sure. Yeah. Professionally, I, I now present myself as part of the FigureWorks Collective. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting my name behind uh, and I, I have the name of this collective as a front runner for me. And it's, it's important. Um, and prof uh, personally, it's yeah switching from solo freelancing to this setup. It's, it's basically I have a team I can rely on, so that's uh, it's very important for me. I can go next. Um, yeah, cool. So um, I think uh, um, for me it was. Uh, it was a great uh, opportunity to to be able to work again with people that I worked in the past, and I had a good working relationship and um, very professionals, uh, professional. And um, otherwise, um, I don't think I, I would have had the the, the chance to to do so. 
and um, yeah, thanks to Kathleen and the other founding members, um, um, it made it possible. So I think um, it yeah brings um, um, a lot more, a lot of more confidence, and and uh, it feels much better to to be able to work with the the people that. Uh, you worked in the past, and uh, you you speak basically the same same language, and uh, it's I think it's it's a human thing that it is it's going to be part of the the community. Yep. Uh, can so, be the next one. So uh, as I said, um, it uh, from professional and uh, personal life, it gave me courage. To, to do the like to to set up uh, and do the freelancing properly uh, with the whole uh, like legal legacy perspective like uh, legal perspective uh, so I think courage uh, is the, the the thing here from okay uh, I can go next so for me uh, personally uh, I think it's the had the sense of belonging to a group of uh, of like-minded uh, people and the real experts, um, yeah, because and that is something where I feel very differently about with Fika than any other organization I've worked with uh, before, because there were many uh, small and big uh, big companies and uh, also consulting companies and every company will tell you the same right we are the best we are doing this we are the experts and blah 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 but uh, then of course when you start there and you're sitting there for a while and then you understand that okay maybe that is not really the case right um, or maybe it's also something personal right maybe it is just not the case for for, uh, for me being there, right? So it's about finding your spot, right? And and for me uh, with Fika, I really uh, do feel that I did find that personally uh, and professionally. Um, it also gives me the opportunity. Uh, this this the way that this organization is set up, right? You 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 can. Uh, you can you can do you can craft it in the way that you you would like to do right so it doesn't expect anything from you um and you can put it put in something that you want to give uh give back or, or what you do you, what you think is valuable so for me that is the opportunity to learn something actually not inside it but outside of it and so how does it work in an organization right and how do you has set up different types of communication. Uh, how do you engage with an audience? How do you uh, work on attracting new business and think about those kinds of things and not not only about uh, working in the, in your field uh, of knowledge. So uh, yeah, that's that's from my side. Okay, I guess I'll go last. Uh, for me, what it brought to me personally, think the opportunity to see people in the same field once again, like this whole COVID thing and uh, like no meetups, no, uh, no nothing. It, it removes kind of the sense of community and 
yeah, the sense of seeing people, I guess. Uh, professionally, what it brought to me was uh, you can leverage each other's knowledge, each other's connections, each other's, uh, uh, what do you call it, projects, et cetera, et cetera, to kind of boost yourself while giving back to the community. So let's say today uh, I take a job or a, a, a contract for from someone who posted it, and tomorrow I might give two back, for example. And that's one of the things uh, that... Uh, helps us grow as a community because we are helping each other and not uh, personally or well, we are personally kind of semi-benefiting but it's not that the uh, uh, the cooperative expects these things from you it's uh, kind of a give and receive kind of uh, way of working and each person needs to kind of uh, embrace that as well. It's like an open source. It's not like you have to only take, but at some point you also have to give back uh, a little bit. And that's one thing that uh, I think the people who are currently in the community tend to do a lot, which is nice. Thanks everyone for for your answer. It's really interesting. Everyone like sees it from a different perspective. Uh, but still, it's very coordinated. <laughs> um, yeah, one hour 33. Wow, we we made it. We made it, folks. Uh, it was a it was a very nice first episode. I think I think uh, a lot of questions have been answered, and I think everybody has that has followed uh, this first post podcast live on uh, on YouTube had the opportunity to get you know to ask their own questions and to get to know Fika works a little bit better. So. Maybe what about the next episode? What are the plans for the podcast? How are we going to yeah continue doing this? And uh, um, yeah, the, do you have any any little spoiler for us, Catalin? Well, yeah, we do have a backlog of uh, a lot of technical kind of like subjects we want to tackle, and I'm not sure of the frequency yet, but for sure we're gonna have something uh, new coming uh, coming uh, uh, your way, and we wanna do as well. If there's interest and if people can can react to to this podcast, if there's interest towards more specific topics on deep diving into like the freelancer life, like getting projects or like how to interact with recruiters, or how to negotiate rates or more specific stuff uh, where we can kind of like help or have an open discussion we're gonna do it as well and we want to make it an open podium for everybody who is part of the community to come as well and interact and come with ideas and create their own episodes basically based on their interests um, and that, that's it let's see how it will uh, how it will uh, roll out Fantastic. Then, uh, yeah, thank you to all of you for participating in this podcast. Thank you for, uh, yeah, everybody that is watching live on YouTube right now feels unreal, <laughs> right? <laughs> as the first, uh, as the first uh, episode, it says we are 14 people right now watching. It's impressive. And uh, yeah, if there is uh, nothing more, I think, uh, thank you very much for uh, being here with us tonight. It was uh, my pleasure and I'm, I'm sure all the other people here with me share that pleasure. And I'll see you in the next episode of the FikaWorks podcast. And thank you very much to Piotr, which has been the backstage for us, like playing with all the, you know, StreamYard settings.
Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Andrea. Right. Thanks a lot, Bye. So, Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Have a good evening. You too. Ciao. Ciao, ciao.